Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And the final score tonight, Celtic 1, FC Meachland 1. This is Tino, live from Celtic Park, where I've been joined by James on the final whistle. James, what did you make of that and on your return to Celtic Park? Yeah, first and foremost, just getting back to Parkhead was was fantastic. Coming up towards the the ground, fantastic night tonight, beautiful weather, and you, when you get that first couple of games of the season, um, it's it's always a great feeling, and then you know ever more so with uh, how long it's been since we were at, at Celtic Park. Uh, getting in, getting to hear the fans, seeing the manager getting a great reception, and just you know the whole experience of being back at live football. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant, really good. Uh, particularly enjoyed uh, just the huddle as well at the start and just things kicking off from there. So, yeah, first and foremost, brilliant to be back. So, on to the game itself, James. I'll start with the lineup. So, the the much-anticipated uh, back four of death, which was Tony Ralston, Stephen Welsh, Beaton, Greg Taylor, obviously with Barkas behind them. Uh, midfield three up ahead was Turnbull, Sorrow, McGregor. Then up top, Abada, who I didn't think was going to make the squad and, you know, Andrew's asked about that yesterday. However, he made it and, and glad he did. Edward and Ryan Christie as well coming in from the cold. So, what was your take in the lineup first of all? Yeah, I mean, back back four and goalie of death, I think is, is what we'd call it. Uh, going forward, it was a couple of surprises in there. Christie, notable surprise. Edward, for me, was a surprise. You know, if, if I was picking the team, it would be a surprise because what he turned in uh, on Saturday was just this real lethargic can't be bothered performance and the fear was he would deliver something like that tonight um, but going forward it was a, a positive attacking uh, team in the final two thirds the back four we all know about and the, the club seemed to be working to remedy that Yeah, I mean I think Stephen Welsh does get pass marks for me I know you're less convinced on him but certainly the other four contenders there Barkas We'll get to him in a minute, but the goal, Ralston just very, very limited. Taylor Taylor must be delighted when he sees Ralston's name in the lineup because I think that takes a, a serious bit of heat off him and near Beaton. And let, let's stay on Beaton because unfortunately, despite Abada uh, opening the scoring for us, Beaton took all the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and it was just at, at all the wrong times. You know, just scored, so I think he's, he's booking Samage the goal. And just when we scored, he started to see 
the the positive football that Ange has been telling us he's, he's bringing to Celtic, he started to see that fall into place and players were finding each other and wee things were coming off and that led to the ball getting out to Christie, led to Barra's goal and then after that, you know, more, more of the same and then Beaton does, you know, in the, in the kind of fairly early on in the first half, Ralston slammed into a left back down in his own corner in the left back's corner when he, the left mm. back was in all sorts of trouble which I thought was one of the stupidest things I'd seen in a long time in football only be, to be well and truly trumped by Beaton lifting his hand to a guy when he's on a booking the referee's just loving that you know yeah hold my beer Ralston Aye. watch this um, yeah so you're right enough with your timing so Beaton gets his first yellow in 38 minutes Abada opens the score in a minute later and then Beaton picks up the second yellow in 44. And both these yellows were, were just nonsense. The yeah. first one, reminiscent of the, the Morelos tackle that you know hampered his last season. Yeah, the, the slight break on last year was he wasn't getting much in terms of support. Griffiths wasn't closing down the outball for, for Tavernier. Tonight it was just lazy, not concentrating, caught a position and just took the guy out, and it was an absolutely fair booking. Yeah, and if that were somebody who we're going to talk about in the second half, you know, Dane Murray, you'd go, ah, he's just a kid, it's a bit naive, it's wrong side. Near Beaton's been at Celtic for eight years, I believe, Israeli international. There's just no excuse for it. No, there's not, and it's really frustrating for a manager because he's coached them to do all these things. You can't coach stupidity out of people. Yeah, so then, as mentioned, he goes on to pick up his second yellow. So, Dreyer's dived, Dreyer's getting his yellow card, but Beaton's... All, all up in his face, you know, raising the hands, whatever it is, all the nonsense you cannot do when you're on a yellow card. Lo and behold, he gets a second yellow and off he goes. So, yeah, just seriously frustrating because there was an opportunity here for Nier Beton to come in, be part of what Angie's looking to do, and he's he's absolutely blown that. So, I don't know what he'll be thinking himself tonight, but he should be seriously disappointed. Um, on a more positive note, of course, so Abada gets the goal in 39 after some brilliant work again by Christie, who I thought was exceptional tonight. He's cracked a, a brilliant shot uh, coming into the left-hand side of the box and it's broke and Abad has been in the right place at the right time to sweep it in for a, a debut goal and at a time when he was starting to actually get a few crosses in the box and look dangerous in general. Absolutely. Um, I, I thought both him and Abad were, were, were very positive influences but special mention to Christie because I thought he was phenomenal start to finish tonight. Always showing, always looking, always chasing things down. High energy right up until, uh, up until the end. Um, and his efforts, you know, is, is what led to the goal. Much maligned last season, etc., etc. Maybe it's shop window. Maybe it's just the, the cloud being lifted that that Lennon's away. But we're getting to see what he's got. Um, he was the big surprise, I suppose, in the lineup because we've not seen anything of him in pre-season, and. And just has picked him in his first competitive game. Yeah, I think it was absolutely the right call as well. You know, raise some eyebrows. He's not featured much, but on that kind of form, he's a seriously, you know, um, talented player for Celtic. McGregor got man of the match in the stadium, but for me, absolutely Ryan Christie for that one. So great agree, to see. Yeah. yeah. So and that was funny because you know you're gonna have time one a lot, but actually the stadium had fallen flat because of the the beaton nonsense. Um, and just at that point, Dane Murray comes on to make his competitive debut. Well, Abada, who was looking good, looking lively, goes the other way and takes his place back on the sidelines. So we'll get into the second half. So obviously the, the first key talking point was Dreher himself then picking up a um, a second yellow of his own. <laughs> Madness from him. Beaton tells Ralston to hold his beard. Dreher tells Beaton to hold <laughs> his because he then goes and picks up a se- second yellow for a ridiculous dive as 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 bad as you'll see in any sort of level of football. Yeah, a Superman dive. You know, the kind of stuff you would trying to play around his kids mm-hmm. uh, arms out 
just ridiculous. Right in front of the linesman, you know, there's, there's just there's no getting away with that. So uh, you can't coach stupidity. So it turns out it's not just for us; it's for other teams. Yeah. So at that point, as you'd expect, stadium gets a lift. Fans are buzzing again. Ten v ten. Um, McGregor goes on to hit the bar with a really decent right foot effort. Dane Murray, I thought at one point, stopped a, an attack in its tracks with a really, really decent left-footed block. Uh, Edward breaks for a, a very big chance for Edward, and I thought he should have done better. The angle, I'd like to see it in telly later on, but the angle was was quite hard to see just how clear cut. The other, the other Edward scores that one. Mm. So at that point, you're thinking, you know, could we kind of rue that missed opportunity? And then, not long after. So a free kick given against Welsh, again I doubt that, I thought it was a really really good and strong tackle but it's a free kick nonetheless, you've got to defend, don't know how the wall was set up, don't know what the shape was like, what the marking was, was it zonal, couldn't really tell but what I could see was a big hole in Barkas's gloves and it's gone right through him by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, clean clean through, I mean that, that was in the North Stand so kind of got a bit of an angle on it but from talking to guys after the game it was behind the goal, so it was just clean through his arms so you know... The, the, the noise has been about the defence in the last few weeks and you know, we'd maybe have you know, a keeper in Barkas. I never believed it. Tonight has got to put the tin lid on that. Celtic and the, the management team, the talent team, the board have got to get around this and say we can't get through this season without a goalie getting signed in the next four to six weeks. Yeah, it's one thing looking for you know sweeper-keeper, Manuel Neuer type stuff, but that is part of the goalkeeper's game. The main part is goalkeeping. And Can't make sure that net doesn't bulge. So yeah, he's not, he's just not done that when it's been required of him tonight. So yeah, absolute must. So goalkeeper, right back, left back, the the main priorities for me. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, stadium again falls a bit flat. And, and listen, credit to the nine thousand. I thought they made a lot of noise when required, and they really backed the team. The the atmosphere was was buzzing after the goal. But yeah, it's gone a bit flat as you'd expect. Then, but Celtic then managed to get themselves back into the game again. I would say again, mostly through Christie's work rate. He was driving down the right time after time. And frustratingly as well, and again, I'm, I'm going back to old old news here, but he's finding himself down the right-hand side and looking out, and Ralston's the option. And one thing Ralston definitely isn't, amongst other things, is a creative. So you put out to him on the right-hand side, you're not going to get much from it, and lo and behold, moves are breaking down on his side and in a similar fashion with Taylor on the left. So that was hard work, and I can see the frustration for the Christies and the McGregors and the, the Turnbulls for that that kind of thing happening. Um, yeah, yeah, and... and... What we are getting to see from that, as much as you haven't got the right talent in Taylor and Ralston, you're starting to see, and they, they, they're playing to instruction, they just not, don't have the, the talent for the creativity, but they're playing to instruction and they're creating the system for their guys to fall into their position, so they're learning this new system that, that, that Angie's putting out. So, if all the other players learn the system, you take the two lacking talent out, put talent in, it should click quite Quite yeah. nicely, you know. So there's 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 potential ahead. Yeah, there. you can see just how much ball time our fullbacks are going to get this season. Yeah, so huge. all the more reason that we absolutely must replace them with quality. Um, just in terms of you know another midfield player who isn't quite relied on for creativity in the way that McGregor and Turnbull are is Sorrow. So obviously playing that deeper line midfield role, I thought it was very very good at times. A wee bit slack in you know one or two ways, but generally speaking, I thought it had a very good game. And actually, I thought along with Christie was one of our better performers. He's a coachable talent. There's there's something there. I I thought it when he when he came on the scene. You know, I, I thought that I, I thought he was actually better than what we're seeing now because he's a bit inconsistent. Uh, defensive midfielder, I'm not so sure. You know, sitting between midfield and defence, I don't think it really suits him because he's a wee bit mental. You know, he, he, he takes the odd crazy pass, and if you're the, kind of bit of a uh, the last line before defence, it's maybe too risky. 
But he's got some great vision as well. He spots passes that others don't. He's got great industry. He's rash in the tackle. We saw that last season as well. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something coachable in him. Um, whether he's going to be someone we see you know, periodically this season rather than a mainstay, I don't know. But I, I certainly would like to see him stay around and see what we can get out of him you know, in terms of developing his talent. Yeah, Whether it's Soro or somebody else in that role, you can see that Actually, the, the, in my opinion, the four guys who are going to take the most of the ball for Celtic this season is the goalkeeper, the right-back, the left-back, and that deep-line midfielder. So I'd like to see the stats at some point. I know there's plenty of guys online that, that do cover the, those kind of things. But there's loads and loads of possession for these kind of guys. So it's so, so important that they keep possession, recycle it, and, and you know, use it smartly when given the opportunity. It's quite a simple role. They're not looking for any real Hollywood passes. It's just you know, go from there to there find a man, short passes and keep the move going. Yeah. Um, another guy I'd very much like to mention, I thought he, he, you know, he should be proud of his performance tonight, is Dane Murray, who I've uh, touched on just briefly. He came in, probably wasn't expecting to be anywhere near it tonight, and comes in to make his competitive debut as we shuffled the pack after going to 10 men. He did make one or two mistakes. Uh, a couple of times he tried to find, I think it was Taylor on the left, a bit slack with the passing. A couple of times he tried to leave in a heavy challenge and was also a wee bit uh, poor in the timing. But that aside, I thought he was excellent. I thought he showed real confidence, real stature, real character. And I think we may have something really special there. I really liked just how he shapes up and just how he carries himself. And I'd love to see a lad like that come through this season. You know, it'd be a real uh, bonus. You know, it's not something we're planning. And, it, you know, it looks like we might sign Starfelt in the next 40 hours or so. But I would love to see somebody like him breaking through and really, you know, competing in defence. Yeah, I, I think all the adjectives you use there, totally spot on. The only one missing to Cam. For a young lad to come on and what is you know a Champions League qualifier to come on with that assuredness and he was the one that was taking charge at the back there. I thought Welsh played his part as well. I'm not a huge fan of Welsh, but I thought he did play his part tonight. Um, but Murray was just very very calm. He wasn't phased by the occasion at all, and you're know, getting thrown in. Uh, covering for a man who's done something as, as silly as Beaton did. Yeah, as I'm saying, if, if it was Murray that were making the, the mistakes that Beaton did, you'd say, well, he's just a kid and these He'll things will happen. Man. It's gone the other way around on, on this occasion tonight. Um, Quick question yeah. for you on that, just to, to, to interject. If Murray can come good, do you think Julian can be the, the second centre-half? Murray, Julian and Welsh for me to, to play at those positions. So Yeah, well, I don't know is the answer. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see. I mean, all fit and available, they would probably go Starfield and uh, Julian. But listen, it's nice to have healthy competition, so long may that continue. Um, going back to the game, so a couple of changes for Celtic on around about the 77th minute. So Edward comes off, showed you no know, danger and flashes, but yeah, not enough over the piece uh, for me. Then Ayeti comes on, a fairly positive pre-season for him, but he was he was back to the, the old Ayeti, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, you know he had support. It wasn't like he was, you know, playing in a four-five-one or anything like that. You know, he wasn't just a, a lone striker. Um, he he wasn't putting the effort in. I don't know if he's just such a temperamental guy that if he doesn't get on for the start, then he's toys out the pram. Mm. But he, uh, I mean, as well as not bringing him on because he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, very little. There was one moment where Soro done really well to break out of defence, some quick feet, some clever stuff to find space. Threads a through ball to Ayeti, and he just loses track of it and it breaks down again. Maybe a wee bit harsh. It was a a ball that was coming at his feet rather than in front of him. Aye, a better player than yeah. better. Baller's ball, James. Proper guy with a yeah. with a taking it. Anyway, um, another substitution at the same time. Rodic comes on for Turnbull. Turnbull has been the guy who's often come off. It happened last year, whether it was under Lennon or uh, Kennedy. AJ seems to be the guy that's picked. And actually, I thought he was um, 
you know, doing just fine, young, fit, full of full of energy, and always likely to find something creative for you. But maybe he's seen something in him that, that he was tiring or whatever, and Rodgers comes on. And actually, I think he done okay as well. He's had a very stop-start pre-season, but he came in, got us out some sticky positions defensively, and showed a, you know, a wee bit of the old Rodgers creativity as well. Yeah, and it was that kind of creativity that we were coming out defence, he drew a couple of fouls, bought us a wee bit of time, let us kind of resettle the team and stuff like that Rogic is an absolute talent it's whether he's got the the body to match the talent in terms of fitness or the willingness to play in a high energy team that Ange Postacoglu wants yeah it'll be very very interesting to see what happens uh, with Rogic this season so yeah so the game beyond that you know it started to kind of fizzle out but did have a couple of half chances there was a another great break by Christie down the right managed to find himself in the box and, and dropped it back for Rogic who had quite a I suppose quite a tame shot in the end. They just kind of clipped it into the goalie's arms. Then we get the free kick, 93rd minute, upstep Ryan Christie, going to be a hero, son. Mm-hmm. And he goes and pops it out right to, I think, uh, Rogic, who has another poor effort. If there's any time you're begging Christie to shoot, and it's not often the case, it was then, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, pff, how many times did we tell him not to shoot? And he did anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's very strange because he was having a great game. I thought he would just go with confidence there. Yeah. Maybe... I saw him last year and said, whatever you do, do not hit any free kicks. Hmm. So, I mean, in terms of Meachland himself, obviously we've not really covered them and, you know, Celtic, I think, might have been worthy of kind of stealing the victory tonight. But did you see anything from them that gives you any great fears going into this one next week? No. In a settled Celtic team, you know, if you look at kind of second, third season for Rodgers going into Europe, you would have just steamrolled that kind of team aside and you'd be thinking about the next round and all that kind of stuff we are a team in transition we know how much work has got to be done so there's there's a nervousness and, and there's kind of you know a lack of assuredness as, as to what we're able to do as a team we're a far better team than Michelin so yeah. Celtic should be looking to keep the momentum going get into next Wednesday and go through in that time yeah and that's as you know far from full strength as well you know this time in eight days uh, time or so this time next week you know there's been a lot more work and prep done by Andrew, the players in the training field. You'll have guys like James Forrest, you know, that bit fitter. Maybe Dean Murray will get a bit of game time, I'd like to think so, at the weekend against West Ham and the likes. So, you know, we should be in a better place. Don't get me wrong, the same applies for Meachland, who are going through a bit of transition and, and they'll feel better about themselves this time next week. But I really didn't see anything to fear from them. Um, obviously, next week, it's a it's a different type of game. They're at home and they'll be expected to come at us a b- bit more. I think that's where this could really work in Celtic's favour and we could start to pick holes and you know counter-attack and, and really show something moving forward. But it'll be really interesting because obviously the way goals rule as of this season has been scrapped. So one each at home used to be a disaster. Not so much now. Yeah, different different game entirely, you know, because that's you then going over there. They could be looking to defend their lead. It's you know there's a lot of lot more tactic and strategy going into the, the thinking there. But it's basically team that scores the most goals wins. Yeah, as simple as that. So, final question, um, and it's the obvious one. Are we going through next week? What's your prediction for next Wednesday? Yes. Yes, and short. I think so too. As I mentioned, I think Celtic showed some good stuff tonight, and there's certainly more to come from this Celtic side, um, and I think they will have enough in the tank to go through next week. So, we'll look forward to that one next Wednesday. So, first and foremost, as mentioned, great to be back at Celtic Park tonight with 9,000 others, who made themselves heard absolutely in Ange Postacoglu's first competitive game as manager. Final score tonight, Celtic 1, FC Michelin 1. All to play for next week. We'll be back again with you for that one. In the meantime, thanks for listening. 
Oh, aye, just a quick PS for Mystic Myth. He called one each in our weekly show, uh, which went live yesterday, and he'd be for killing me if I didn't mention. So, well done, Myth. One each, good call, and all to play for next week. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.